I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Welcome to the creep high. Oh, it's so good. So good. Dun, dun, dun. Um, welcome in, all ye people. Apologies for the lateness, but it's important that we spend time today talking. Isn't about... that so cute? So Scout's just curled herself up on top of Jen's jacket. Aww. Aww. She's a dote, isn't she? Now, do you want to hear about a couple of monkeys and a glory hole? <laughs> I mean. It was a mystery. You know? <laughs> <laughs> We're in Japan. <clears throat> and mysteriously, one of their female gibbons in the zoo became pregnant while alone inside an enclosure. And they were like, what is this beautiful miracle? And how did it happen? So February 2021, Momo was her name, gave birth, shocking her keepers. <laughs> and uh, where are we here now? The Saikai National Park, Kiju Kushiyama, and uh, in Japan, obviously. And we were like, what the fuck happened there? So they did a bit of DNA testing on the little baby, a little son, and there was four suspected males nearby. First thought that came to me was Silence of the Lambs, jipped into a hand and fired into the cage. Yes. But, uh, and I'm sure that it. Migs. Was that his name? Multiple Migs was that guy's name. Multiple Migs. Yeah. What did it stand for? I think it was um, murder. The problematic Eject. term multiple personality disorder. Oh. oh yeah. Oh my god. I went. Obviously, we're not allowed to say multiple personality disorder anymore. It's dissociative identity disorder. <laughs> and I went. I'm on that side of TikTok. Oh. I am watching lovely. the children switch into their multiple different. Identities. Is it creepy? Are they pretending? <gasps> oh my god! I have some personal creep news. What? what is it? No, I didn't mean to cut across. Please tell us, Cass. No, it's just it's go on to it. It's like hashtag did did or hashtag dissociative identity disorder, and you get introduced to all the different um, 
personalities, personalities that live within a, uh, within a system. I think they call it okay. a host system. So oh. instead of like being a person like or whatever. parasitic personality. And they all have different ages and different handwriting and different voices mm. and like different ways of like they almost look different because they well they all style themselves differently, but then they have different ways of like inflecting their voices and how they control their faces and things. Very interesting. But then a part of me was like, How are there so many? It's infinite. Infinite. Munchausen's by internet That's something we should do as well Oh no doubt about it Mm. Sure we've touched off it loads Loads of different creep stories Have fallen under the Munchausen's by internet Umbrella I guess it's just gotta be The Deer family Yeah Years ago I did it Um, It was during that period of time Where we used to record in Jen's house And Dan used to bring us like Dinner and nice things Oh yeah Um, Anyway Personal personal creep is that um, Sonny keeps referring to the man. No. The man in the room. No, oh, no. It's unfortunate and it's only happening in one room. In which the bedroom. makes me feel like it's definitely a ghost. Yeah, it's the front bedroom in my house. So that room, right, is fucking chaos. It is my oldest son's bedroom. Seb's work from home office. My pole dancing studio, so and a lot of crap. It's like the resting crap room, and um, I, so we do the laundry in there. So <clears throat> it is, and it sounds like this is a big space. It is not a big space, and um, so I was doing the laundry setup. You know, fucking hanging the very tiny little clothes. Anyone who's got kids, laundry with kids is like. Origami, more annoying. Origami, yeah. It's like origami. It, you Nothing. Know, st- everything's so small. You can't hang anything off it. Can't gain it. They just purchase. Fall. Exactly. It's just constantly flopping off the thing. Anyway, and Sonny was down there beside me, and he's like, "Man, man, I don't like the man." And oh. pointing up in the kind of top corner of the bedroom, and he's going. <sighs> And I was like, oh, don't worry about the man. He's a nice man. No, he's not a nice man. This is my three-year-old. He's sad. Oh, God, The sad man. The bad, sad man. And so, bit of history on the house. BSA. It's over 100 years old. Mm -hmm. So, I can't know everyone who's ever lived there. But prior to me was two sisters. So, not Sad men. Could they have had a sad sex slave up in that? <laughs> That's Crawling. where they stored the yes. gimp. Exactly. <laughs> um, or in the parlance, the correct parlance, the sub. <laughs> um, and yeah, so there is, a, there is a man who passed away in the house next door to me. Oh, he's, tra- he's tra- and, travelled through the wall. Well, the thing is, I always remember, like, they're very, like, they're, it's a small terrace there's very, I mean, it's a thick wall between, but I used to, when that room used to be my bedroom, I used to hear him playing his squeeze box at night and it sounded like he was just in the room is with me. Is that a euphemism? Yeah. It is not, but what a great one to employ. Playing his squeeze box. That's Seb, he's always at it. So always are at his squeeze box. One of the um, accordion, is that what you mean? Yeah, yeah, I think it's a version of an accordion. but kind So of, they are, like there's, I mean, but a ghost can pass through walls anyway, so... There's but what that, interest would he have in you in like that Why room? is he hanging out with us instead of the ones who live in his house? Because that's where the sisters lived and he obviously had his eye on them. Oh. Or one of them. But is it possible, it's where so did the sisters creepy. get the house from? Maybe they inherited from a sad uncle or a sad dad. Maybe. 
yeah, it's really, really unfortunate that I'm going to have to get rid of Sonny. Yes, yeah. there's no getting rid of the sad man. But I can. I'll move take the Sonny. child who keeps pointing him out. Well, this is the perfect I time Sonny, to revisit your one we've been mention offered. away from being put in the bin here. We've been offered a ghost tour. Oh, we're taking it by some inspectors of um, the supernatural. The supernatural. Listen, and I'm working on Cassie. No, I'm. I'm. She's in. I'm She's in. DTF. I just to need fuck. to pass over the <laughs> logistics to, to you. She's down to fuck with. We're ghosts. doing it. DTFWG. Okay. Um, people are literally screaming at their podcast app for us to return to Momo and the Immaculate Conception. Sorry, everyone. That was a tangent. Okay. The test confirmed that one of the males, Itu. Was the father of the miracle baby birth. Oh, get it in, it And you. the cage that separated uh, the two of them. So the cages were separated by these bars and jagged chicken wire. And they were like, there's no way these guys can make through this. However, during opening hours of the zoo, the gibbons were put in the front so that everyone could look at them. And when they were in the front, they were separated by this board partition. So they were like, okay, well, let's have a closer look at this board. And in the board, there was, a st- <laughs> there was a hole of oh. nine millimetres in diameter. No. Oh, oh my, my God. God. That is just under a centimetre. Yeah. This was the glory hole used by Itu to stick his little dick through. Oh, my God. Well, sorry, a tiny little dick. Any hole to Tiny dick. Yeah. And like squirt it into her. And there, it Gibbon was dick a miracle. Let's both have a look at Gibbon Dick. Oh, and they're small. Yeah, of course, they are small. It's just one of those things, lads. Oh, here's a fairly good look at one now. It is a miracle. But also, there are animals that can reproduce via... We did this years ago. Um, we, did, sorry, we did this years ago. We do this all the time. We do this creep about animals. So parthogenesis is when animals don't need any fertilising. Females can create clones of themselves, other female babies. Yes. Without, uh, for instance, the Komodo dragon can do this. So if you left a female Komodo dragon alone on an island, she could populate the island with females only. Like, fucking Isn't that dream. sensational? Absolute dream. And, like, she's the best name as well. Komodo dragon? Yeah. Yes, best Princess and Komodo dragon. The only problem with parthogenesis is that if you're there's something wrong with you obviously there'll be something wrong with everyone and also mm. kind of keep you're in it together you're in it together we all have asthma now <laughs> <laughs> or you know obviously interbreeding or uh, is not great for just general well-being so the shaft of an average human penis yeah is around six eight six six apparently it's only around twice the length Ovens what? Pe- what? And it's only like so. Basically, like a that is not evoking dick. a shape that I remember. <laughs> <laughs> Say that again. Chimp dick. Okay, so chimp dick is like half the length of a human penis. Yeah, and half the the shaft is half the width. So it is. That's a chimp. So that one that you're the gibbon has a, a really tiny. And this gibbon is even smaller. The gorillas. Have the smallest penis to body ratio of any mammal. Small dick energy. Yeah. 
that might be to, that might have the aggression might be part of that that's right oh, did you here. ever see them doing going at the squeeze box oh and my they can God. do it with their thumb and forefinger they can do you remember that time I, I constantly think about it when I watched that chimp it wasn't a chimp it was a gorilla fuck a frog to death oh Jesus it was dreadful flesh like frog you can see it right now on the internet. Just Google it. That was a lively. So case, here is um, here's a baboon dick. Right. Um, what are we looking? I just I googled gibbon penis. I know it was bold. It was bold. <laughs> You're gonna fuck your algorithm now, friend. Well, here's a little. You're gonna have oh, that's to quite squint. big. I would say skinny though. Skinny, and all it needs is the tip. That's Even true. just if you could propel it through. So sorry. Now. Are you all, are you watching the don't frog? Don't want to share the audio. The frog of, light. Yeah. Oh, it's awful. It's awful. I don't want to see the, the f- one you very cheerily recommended. I look at it. I I, I I believe I said it was awful. Did I or did I sell it to you? How I never oh, do. No. Oh no. I know, Sophie. Oh, no. It's bad. Oh my god, guys. This monkey oh. is the one with the funny nose. You know that monkey that has that like long old man nose? It's called the proboscis. Oh God, he's the proboscis his... is bigger than his pee pee. Yeah. How is this well, real, Jen? I'm not surprised. Oh my God, he just got on his back. And oh my God. Oh my God. Rest in peace, Frogo. What a way to go. Do we know that the frog definitely didn't survive? I would fucking not want to survive if a <laughs> dick the size of my own entire body <laughs> oh took a hold of me. Down the throat. The it's like the frog's been spatchcocked. Yes. <laughs> okay. Who's videoing it? Some sicko. They're in a zoo. Now, here's, uh, here's the selection I have for you today. And you can pick. Oh, God. I have a lot of animal content. content. Shocking. Um, but what I have specifically is cocaine bear. You've done this. No, I actually haven't. You've definitely You've done, definitely cocaine, done bear. cocaine bear. I have polar bear attack and a skydive hero. I'd okay. say all of these things you've done, I'm going to vote for skydive hero. Oh, you're going to love this one, Cass. Oh my God, the comments Buckle. on the frog fucking. Oh no. What are they saying? <laughs> like, am I allowed to laugh at this? I, I think, I think I you are because it's you, animal on animal. He really is absolutely going for it there. Isn't it amazing that they can survive being frozen and defrosted, but not the dick, the dick of, <laughs> of a horny monkey? It's very upsetting. I wouldn't, uh, if you're interested in animal welfare. No, I don't want to see. Why? It's on YouTube. Amphibian yeah. welfare. Don't, don't get involved there. The comments are good. Uh, quote, humans are so cruel. Chimp, hold my beer. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> well, quickly, let me tell you, man. Oh, who, yeah. I I think we're only a couple of internets away from someone fucking a cream egg. By the way, uh, that's would, definitely that happened. Hundred percent. I'm surprised it isn't in the ad. Their yeah. ads are so disgusting. What <laughs> <laughs> go on? A uh, man who stole two hundred thousand oh, Cadbury saw this cream on eggs the news. convicted to do what with Jody Poole Dirty was surrounded by a mountain <laughs> of cream eggs when police got up with him at the weekend recognizing he was foiled <laughs> he surrendered with his hands up and um, he's 32 years old that's he, a lot to stuff up your gansey on the way out of tesco don't they completely burying the lead here and i know why because obviously the cream egg theft is more fascinating but he did steal a lorry 
right. in order to snatch a trailer containing the cream eggs from an industrial unit in Telford. And um, he was stopped on the motorway um, and basically... Covered in cr- chocolate, well, forcing them into himself, uh, the going 200 miles an hour. The prosecutor said that this was not a whim. Uh, well, he said not a spur of the moment act and that there had been significant planning. planning. Is it the yes. lorry he was after and the co- the cream eggs were just a coinkadink? Just he, a happy accident? He f- No, no. He was after the eggs. The haul was said to be worth more than 31 100 euro 31 grand the lorry's more than that well if you think about like that's probably just at cost as well because cream eggs are they're bloody a rip much as a cream egg that's definitely a euro not under so 200 grand and of of eggs but how's he going to shift them like is he going to just what's he going to do set up a tuck shop outside his gas and just hope (laughs) people walk by yes Yes. Now, what I really don't like is that cream eggs, Cadbury's seem to um, have decided, um, well, this is what the solicitor for the guy's name is Joby, um, Joby Poole. Joby. Um, His solicitor says there's been no interference with the cream eggs and that they will be in a condition that they can go back on the shelves. Oh, I don't know about that. I just don't want a cream egg that some lad... If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Has, in a crime. Has had it off with. Oh, very good. Thank so you. This feels less like a business kind of thing and more like a fetish. Mm. Like, I'm trying to uh, get a even a visual on literally the amount of space 200,000 cream eggs will take up. Is it's it a swimming pool a tr- filled with cream eggs? Good question. Oh, I want to know. I like, say there's many swimming pools in Thed- Thelford. Thelford. What, like, so, you you know the way you can buy them in the six pack? Yeah. They're um, in a box as well, so. 
They're going to be boxed. Of course. There's going to be crates of eggs. Oh, true. Because I was also just like picturing how pleasant to just fill a room with cream eggs and just roll around among them. That would be lovely. Tonguing them as you pass. <laughs> oh, I'm so dying Bringing them for to cream body temperature. Now. Oh. And just letting them melt under you. No, like not like melty. salt on ice on ice. No, you want the chocolate to be room temp mm. and the the inner to be yielding to the it's, tongue. It's a th- cream it's, egg flashlight. Uh, fucking yeah, but you'd want to have a baboon's dick to get much out of that. Mm. Yeah. You need a real small dick. Ready to fly through the airs with me? Yes. Come aboard my plane as I tell you a story about a hero. And a GoFundMe. That'll happen <laughs> at the end. The year and the day and the date was August the 1st <laughs> in 2009. What day? Tuesday. <laughs> uh, David Hartsock, the skydiving instructor, was pulled into the parking lot of his skydiving school, Skydive Houston. We're in Texas. <laughs> and he was making his way inside. Uh, Dave, like the rest Making of them, his way was hard at work, getting ready for the day. Good for him. Yeah. Loved his job. Um, before he was due to open the facility, it was going to be a really busy weekend. Everybody loves to skydive on the weekend, specifically. And so this place was just a private airport. So just a big load of grass and a handful of planes. And Dave, our man, was living his fucking dream. He was, this was his dream. He loved skydiving. He wanted nothing else out of life than to be falling out of a plane Repeatedly. six or seven times a day. Yeah. Great. Really. Jeez, it's you're incredible. really upping your own odds, aren't you? So he, you really are. So yeah. you're living yeah. on the edge, but apparently it's a great thrill. I've done I'd it. say, yeah. yeah. I've never done it. No, no I don't. Oh, fucking brain. Would you recommend? Yeah, it's dead. I'd love to. So... When you're starting off skydiving, so if me and Cass would be doing it, and you, did you do a tandem? Oh, God, yeah. I don't think they allow you to go alone not for the not first few first times. Couple not of times, at I'd all say. at all. So a tandem is when you are in front of the skydiving instructor. So the student attaches itself. You're both wearing your harnesses uh, and you're both buckled in and then the instructor is buckled around you and you are in a baby carrier facing forward. Yeah, you're like a little marsupial. Mm. Oh, cute. Or sort of like, well, with Seb's, I remember looking at Seb's and Seb's obviously I'd say it was like he was wearing a human backpack. <laughs> yeah, I was, he looked like he was wearing a little man as a backpack. But yeah. it's okay because at no point does the instructor need to lift your body weight. No, they dangle you out of the plane. Yeah. It's very, very freaky. So the idea is that the two of you would leap out of a plane with the student never detaching from the instructor. And that allows the student to just kind of go along for the ride, be safe, have no personal responsibility. And the instructor does all of the important bits, make sure they're both stable in the air. And he or she is the one that pulls the cord to deploy the parachute that they would then what you would think would land you safely upon the ground Mm, so many times it hasn't though many Mm. many times it hasn't so tandem jumping really is a first time kind of gig and dave had three years of service in training um, to become a certified skydiving instructor Uh, just a few months earlier he but uh, prior to going through that course he was hugely experienced he had over 800 jumps to his credit and that was the reason 
that he then became a scholar in order to get paid doing it. Yeah. He was like, this is the gig. And he was a fairly average individual, is, lived in a pretty nice house and didn't have a family or a partner, but just had the skies and had a school and was really passionate about doing that. He was then, we arrived to the day in question. It was a Tuesday and there was a woman, we're on the day, August 1st, and I tell a lie, it was a Saturday. (laughs) The busiest of Saturdays. Incredibly busy. Non-stop jumping out of planes, it was back to back. Dave had never worked so hard and he was delighted. He usually always packed his own parachute because like lots of other skydivers, he wanted to make sure it was done right so he didn't die. Mm. Um, But when Dave was working on Saturdays, it was so busy, he didn't have a chance to pack up, repack and head back up. So they, when they had that, the school had pre-packed parachutes for the instructors. So this is the one that he took. So... Inside the pre-packed parachutes are two parachutes. Mm. You've got the one that's on top. That's the one you're supposed to use. And then you have a spare in case shit hits the fan with the first one. Mm. And that's so he packed up, popped it on his bag back and headed to pick up his student. She was a lovely blonde woman Mm -hmm. called Shirley who was visibly quite nervous and she was there to celebrate her 54th birthday. She Go on, Scott, Shirley. Get it. Uh, this was her first time. Her husband, her son and her three grandkids were also there and they were going to be watching her from the ground, take a load of pictures and her other son was also going to do a jump. Cool. So, uh, Dave was like, hey Shirley, don't be alarmed. I am very experienced. experienced. You're in safe hands. I also don't want to die. So that should bring you some peace. That's the agenda, not die. And nothing mm-hmm. bad's going to happen. Everything's going to be fine. And Shirley was like, okay, I am nervous. I will tell you that much, Dave. But you <laughs> seem like the guy for me and I trust you. So they started getting arranged. So Shirley had done like a pre-jump course. It seems like a TED talk about not dying. <laughs> I'm sure you did it. It's Absolutely not, because I did mine in New Zealand. Where there was they're no, like, pr- they're like, buckle just, you in, just get amongst it and mm-hmm. shut up. So Dave was like, "Okay, you're all set. You've got your pre I've got my parachutes. We're both wearing our harnesses, and what'll happen next is you'll put that onesie on and get the harness on, and then I'm going to buckle you to me." baby carrier style Mm -hmm. and she was like that sounds fine he explained about the parachutes one goes if in doubt we've got a spare don't panic i'm in control don't despair there is a spare so dave and shirley who were in the staging area were getting ready and heading on to the little plane and he'd done all his checks and he was totally satisfied that everything looked great. And Shirley's son, who was also doing the jump, were like waving. Everyone was having a great time. Shirley had started to relax. And they boarded the plane. So after a few minutes, they were airborne and the plane was climbing to the height of 13,500 feet. So that's the jumping altitude. So Shirley was sitting in front of Dave and they were on one of those bench seats. Mm. And it was noisy. 
and Dave was trying to talk to Shirley to kind of keep her chill, say like, where are you from and are you going on your holidays, etc. So Shirley told Dave that this was not the kind of thing she typically did and uh, she was very excited and she was on board. She was going to do it. She was going to jump. She was ready. She was ready and as soon as the opportunity came... And the door opened. The door opened. The wind gushed in and Dave shimmied over to the side door open and he sort of jumped out as they had planned yeah and everything was fine Shirley called back to her son see on the ground son love you forever and off they went so they were now (laughs) imagine she said son generic son just before uh, Dave sort of pushed the pair of them out he did a little head check like for the millionth time to make sure he was Everything was secure. She was 100% fastened on to him. And he was had his ripcord there. He had his knife. And he was kind of relying on muscle memory to remind himself, you know, all the usual shit. He'd done it already six or seven times that day. He even kind of tapped. They have this little knife on their shoulder. Tapped that. Felt it was there. He was like, okay, equipment's ready to go. Let's waddle out. And let's jump. Obviously, it was very, very loud with the wind and quite windy. With the air. (laughs) So Dave stuffed into Shirley's ear like everything's going to go okay. I'm counting to three. We're jumping. So he reached forward, pulled Shirley's head back up. So she was looking up, which is, I think, standard because he didn't want her to look down and freak out that they were jumping out of a plane. And as she had agreed to do. So he was holding Shirley's head back and he very calmly said one, two, three. And then gracefully, the two of them jumped out and so apparently from the moment you jump out of a plane you're at 13,500 feet and until you take touch the ground it's somewhere between two and three minutes so and about 30 seconds to a minute of actual free fall free falling oh wow before the shoot uh, kind of pulls Mm -hmm. so that two to three minutes is fairly intense and people say it often feels a lot longer and this is the bit Dave absolutely loved about the skydiving the kind of the free fall. Total, yes, free fall. Total release. And so they were free falling. And Dave weirdly had had a number of close calls. A few years earlier, he'd been riding his motorcycle and he'd had a terrible, terrible injury with that. Fractured his skull. Not long after that, there was another incident where he fractured his spine. So he'd been banged around a bit, but he'd made a full recovery. Anyway, let's return. So Dave was rotating them 360 degrees, three separate times, as was his standard. And that was to show Shirley around so she'd get a full look of Houston all over Texas and just experience the world from that free-falling, blissful position. So Dave... You're kind of like flat when you're free-falling. Yes, that's the visual. She was hanging f- from below him. And you're kind of spinning flat. Yes. Yeah. So she was seeing everything around, all the green, green grass, etc. So Dave was noticed <laughs> that they were at 5,000 feet because he was using his altimeter. You know, the, it, it's a watch. That, yeah. So he has to pull the cord at that, at, what should I say, uh, 5,000 5, feet. And that is the kind of the trigger to pull the cord and let's get going. So he was continuously watching that, checking as he was spinning slowly, but also very, very quickly. And he then got the trigger. 
he pulled the ripcord, the rip, the main chute should, when he pulled the ripcord, the main chute should deploy and then they would float gently to the ground. And at first that is how this jump went. So after they exited the plane, they stabilised in the proper horizontal positions. Uh, so Shirley in front, stomach pointing to the ground. Dave obviously stuffed behind her, controlling the skydive. After a few seconds, Dave slightly changes position and then they do the twist. And Shirley's looking at all the highways and the fields and she's having a great time. And everything was fine. So they were going extremely quickly, yeah. as one tends to do when free falling. So it's about 120 miles an hour, and that's called terminal ve- velocity, and it's the fastest you can fall in air. So you're fucking careering towards the ground, but it feels almost like the air is pushing you back up. So Shirley is having a lovely experience and feeling very elated. And Dave, even though he's done it a thousand times, wasn't having a wonderful time, but continuously focused on the altimeter because as soon as they hit 5,000 feet, he was going to pull the parachute. And they're cruising along. Dave, check, check, check. He finally sees, oh, we've hit 5,000 feet. He looks around, scans for the other jumpers, just in case anyone's nearby. He's clear. He reaches back, pulls the cord and his main chute. So normally when you deploy that main parachute, depending on what kind of parachute you're using, there's a sort of slow unfurling. Mm. It's folded origami style in the backpack. So it doesn't sort of explode out. It sort of comes out in like a fucking, you know, like, I don't know why I'm trying to say condom, but it sort of unfurls. Yeah, so that the lines don't get tangled. Yes, exactly that. So that is the, that's the reason for it. So that... Dave pulled the ripcord and then there was an immediate yank of the parachute backpack up and away from him. And then from somewhere above him, he heard a loud popping sound. So Dave was obviously fairly experienced and he knew that this wasn't normal and that there was definitely a problem. And he would be, he was right, obviously. The parachute had deployed out of the backpack but got tangled on the way out. So it didn't inflate all the way. And as a result, it was not slowing them at all. And worse than that it was tangled up and it was still attached to them and it sort of became like a sail so it turned (gasps) the pair of them in on their side and began whipping around (gasps) and it was whipping around them and apparently this is called a death spiral oh my god what a creative name i know terminal velocity and death death spiral spiral. Uh, okay okay what what we've done here we're gonna do yeah is is cut annoy you yes we're cutting here in order for to give you a flavour of what's available to you over on our Patreon, please consider signing up. Every week, a whole extra episode, full episode. They're not mini. They're the set. They're a fucking maxi pad. They're a maxi pad. And you'll get this episode. It's sitting there waiting for you. Just try it out. So consider it. It's a patron forward slash the creep dive. Come on over if you like. Thanks. We'd love it. Bye. Bye. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that 
Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you.